Welcome to Life with Hula, the podcast. Hi, my name is Hula, and yes, I am a podcaster here in San Diego, born and raised. This is the city where I grew up. Um, I did leave for a little bit, but I did come back, and now I'm here with my wife and my two beautiful children, and we live in northern San Diego, which no one calls it that. That's just not a thing. It's just San Diego, um, but it's, in a, it's a little city called Escondido, in case you don't know uh, where Escondido is. So uh, yes, I am was a former radio personality here in San Diego for 19 years. Unfortunately, I lost my job at the beginning of the year, but I decided, you know what? I still like talking, I still like gossiping, I still love sharing information with people, uh, especially about my life, which I was so used to for 19 years, and so uh, why not do a podcast? And that's what Life with Hula is all about. It's basically me sharing information, putting my perspective on it, and also telling you about my life in general. So I hope you enjoy Life with Hula. If you are a new listener, do me a favor and hit subscribe on whatever device you're listening on, um, whatever platform. And if you are one of the OG original people that have been listening all this time, thank you so much for tuning in again to my podcast, Life with Hula. Now, today's Friday, and as we enter the weekend, I always love having you guys laugh into the weekend. So I have a clip from a comedian by the name of Eric Schwartz. Um, I've met him a couple times. He's awesome. He's a great guy. And uh, so I have a comedy clip or what I call my Friday funny. I also have your moment of pure happiness, which is a reunion between sisters. And I love reunions. I, I just get all, you know, sad and misty eyed. I think it's amazing. Not sad in the sense of sad, just teary. I tear up, I guess. <laughs> um, also, I forgot to share with you um, a recap of my daughter's birthday. I said that I was going to do it in yesterday's podcast, and I didn't. So I'll recap my daughter's birthday. And also, I have something to rant about, and it's about the Escondido Unified School District and what's going on this semester. So there's that. But first, as always, I love to keep you in the know. So your first story that I want to share with you, it's official. If you're in San Diego, SDSU takes over Mission Valley Stadium site. So San Diego State University officially took over the ownership of the SDCCU Stadium, also known as Qualcomm for those of us that have been here forever. Um, it used to actually be called Jack Murphy Stadium, by the way. Um, it's in, you know in Mission Valley. Basically, the city council approved the purchase agreement in June to sell some 135 acres of land in Mission Valley to SDSU for $88 million, a deal signed by Mayor Kevin Faulkner on August 6. It's a $3.5 billion project expected to take more than a decade to fully come to fruition. The university plans to construct a 35,000-seat stadium on the land expected to be completed by fall 2022 as well as building out a satellite campus, commercial and residential units, and 34-acre park along the San Diego River. SDSU has scheduled a groundbreaking ceremony um, for Monday at 10.30 to celebrate its acquisition. Because of the pandemic, the ceremony won't be open to the general public. Um, but, of course, I'll probably videotape it or, you know, you'll see it. According to Mayor Faulkner, he says, I'm so happy knowing the future of this land is finally set, a place where education, athletics, and recreation thrive side by side. Um, local voters cleared the way for the deal by passing Measure G in November 2018, beating out another um, plan, uh, the so-called Soccer City. Do you remember that initiative, which was known as Measure E? 55% of voters approved of the SDSU West plan, just 30% approved of the Soccer City plan. Um, in a joint statement in June, Faulkner and SDSU President Adela De La Torre said in a statement that the project— 
would actually create thousands of jobs and strengthen our regional economy. So there you go. SDSU is moving into what was formerly known as Jack Murphy Stadium, Qualcomm Stadium, SDCCU Stadium. It's now going to be part of SDSU, um, which, you know, what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's cool? It's now going to be a college huge stadium. You know, that means that we're no longer going to have football a team here. You know, is, is that like a for sure thing because of that new uh, information? Who knows? Your next story to keep you in the know, uh, it might be happy for some people, but it looks like AMC is reopening with 15 cent movie tickets. Can you believe that? Uh, they announced a reopening date and this time the company is all out for the 100th anniversary after shutting down for five months. According to the AMC statement, the doors to more than 100 of its U.S. theaters will reopen on August 20th when the company founded in 1920 in Kansas City will celebrate its anniversary with 1920s pricing, which is 15 cent per movie ticket. Um, This is from Adam Aaron, AMC CEO and president. He said, we are thrilled to once again open our doors to American moviegoers who are looking for an opportunity to get out of the houses and apartments and escape into the magic world a magic of the movies. As our guests return on our first day of resumed operation on August 20th, we invite them to celebrate um, a return to the movies and celebrating 100 years of AMC making smiles happen with movies at 1920 prices of only 15 cents each. Wow. So after the movies in 2020 at 1920 prices event on August 20th, uh, throwback movies will be priced at $5, including a special 10th anniversary of Inception, uh, Black Panther, Back to the Future, Grease, and Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, as well as uh, the theaters will also offer $5 snack deals through October, and AMC Stub members will earn double points on all purchases. Newer movies like Unhinged, Train to Busan Presents Pen- uh, Peninsula, City, uh, Cutthroat City, and Words on Bathroom Walls will be available at normal admission prices starting August 21st. The rollout of deals leads up to two anticipated new releases, the uh, Disney's The New Mutants on August 28th and Warner Brothers' Tenet on September the 3rd. Um, ticket availability will be limited account for social distancing uh, the company has also mentioned the initial reopening is a part of a phase plan to open about two-thirds of its uh, 600 theaters by September 3rd the other theaters will follow when state and local officials allow it um, according to the company so would you do it would you go for 15 cents to check out movies um, on that first day it's all throwback movies so you're not gonna be able to see the new stuff um, and it's only one day but would you even go? Are you considering going to the movies? Or are you going to go stick to drive through What's your thoughts about that? And your last story to keep you in the know, it looks like San Diego County soon could come off state's monitoring list, which is great news. Um, effectively starting a clock when local schools can consider reopening for in-person instruction, county public health officials stated on Thursday. The county reported its second day straight with a case under 100 for every 100,000 residents, a key metric being watched by state officials in containing the spread of the virus. If it records a third straight day Friday, the county comes off the list and a new 14-day window begins after which San San Diego will be able to allow in-classroom instructions to resume. The earliest date that could happen is August 28, said Willem Wooten, the county's uh, public health officer. Additionally, 48 elementary schools have filed waivers with the county to return to school early. 
Um, on Saturday, we will begin the countdown day one of a 14-day window. After Friday, August 28th, San Diego County Schools should be open, um, and this is for K-12. through They will also be able to open in-person education at their discretion. So what do you think about that, too? You know, that's that's kind of interesting. You know, if we can do 14 days without, you know, huge issues, then, you know, your kids may be going back to school. And that's things to keep you in the know. I think that's actually a perfect segue because there is a situation um, which I didn't bring up. Um, I, on Monday, went to go pick up my daughter's um, iPads and some other things. Because originally, the parents of the Escondido Unified School Districts were told back in June or July that um, we were going to actually have the girls go back to school on August 25th uh, for half days. They would do like a half day from 7.50 to 10.50, and then they would, for four days, and then they would come home and do... um, social distance learning from home uh, the rest of the time afterwards so it's kind of like a combined thing um, especially that I have a special needs daughter and there's definitely different sides because you know you want to protect everybody especially teachers I get it and you know you want your students your kids to um, get a higher education because at home it is pretty difficult I did notice with my special needs daughter there's a change um, you know, she's working on it, but it's just, it's, I can see behaviorally, it's just affecting her this whole quarantine. She just doesn't get it. Um, but I just don't like the unknown and I, I'm such a big planner that I need you to tell me like, you know what, for the, just make a decision for the rest of the semester, we're going to be social distance learning. Okay. If that's the case, cool. I will be upset for a little while and I'll get over it and then we'll do it. Or, hey, we're going back to school. I received notice when I picked up the iPads that, oh, by the way, no, we're going to social distance learn. So, like, I'm pretty much, which is good, I'm working from home. But it's just so frustrating as a parent because it's not that I'm mad that you're not going back to school. It's mad that you guys can't make up your minds. It's like I'm, you know, one, in one instance going, okay, I need a plan and make sure that um, I pick them up by, seven, you know, drive them to school by 7.50 in the morning, pick them up by 10.50. You know, I'll work my, I'll figure out my work schedule and go from there. But then it's like, oh no, you're going to social distance learn. So now I have to be with them and work from home. That's almost impossible. I mean, I'm kind of doing it now, but it's just crazy. I mean, especially when you have a special needs daughter. I, I know I'm in a special situation because, you know, with... Liliana she's great she can sit watch her iPad she can kind of you know she's self-sufficient she can do stuff on her own but with with Braylin she's constantly knocking on the door I always have to tell people that I'm on the phone with like I'm so sorry I apologize I'm working from home that's the new normal and they understand it's not that they don't understand but it's like a lot of times I'm trying to I end up working more because I have to deal with Braylin so I work more hours even though I may not or may log it in I'm just saying um so i don't know just make a decision please just make stick with it for the rest of the semester (laughs) end of the year please just let me know see i'm not really mad i'm just kind of like uh figure it out please anyways that's my little rant about the school systems um i did forget to mention my daughter uh her birthday was on wednesday she we you know we did celebrate her birthday with my parents and my uh, siblings on Saturday at a pool party that I 
forced on my sister because my sister's the one with the pool. So I did tell you guys about that. And then I told you about the two-hand challenge we had for my daughter. If you saw, if you follow me on social media, you saw that, you know, we did this thing at a Target where you basically, she can get whatever she wanted, whatever toy she wanted uh, with both of her hands. She has to hold them the whole time, though. And if she drops it, it's out. And then there was, like, a time limit, too. And she did well. She ended up getting, like, seven toys. But then on her actual birthday, my wife's side of the family all got to zoom in Sing her happy birthday. We ha- bought a little cake from Ralph's and uh, did the little birthday party. It was cool. She had a great day. Um, for lunch and dinner, whether or not you want to call me a great parent, I know I'm on a diet, but I don't like want my kids to be on a diet. I, I feed them healthy stuff, but I let her splurge. So she had Taco Bell. She had McDonald's. She was loving life. That was like her birthday. So there's a quick recap on her birthday. And last but not least, uh, some personal stuff in regards to my weight loss journey so for those of you that are new to the show i've been going through a weight loss journey um i have been trying to lose weight i weighed uh, 294 pounds um well 294.1 to be more specific the beginning of the year i went on three different intermittent fasts for 40 days so this is my third one um i started this weight loss at 241.4 pounds and as of yesterday, um, I weighed 228.6 pounds, which means I'm now down 12.8 pounds. And it's I'm starting day 20, 21, start, starting day 21. So I have uh, 19 more days, 19 more days to lose, um, what is it? <laughs> I can't do math like 7.2 pounds 19 days 7.2 pounds to hit my goal i wanted to lose 20 pounds this time around so i'm almost there it's going great Uh, i'm I'm feeling good and uh yeah it's amazing i'm i'm just loving life right now so that is my weight loss update life with hula will be back after a brief message from the census 2020. hi this is hula and i'm here to tell you that you matter you count. When it comes to the census, you need to fill it out because the census only happens once every 10 years. And in 2020, the census will determine how $1.5 trillion of funds are distributed to cities, states, and neighborhoods for jobs, roads, and much more, especially when it comes to the Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander communities, because oftentimes they are undercounted and they may not be accurately represented in the process to determine their elected officials. So now is the time to stand up and be heard. Everyone counts make sure you count everyone in your home including roommates young children and newborns this also includes any friends or family members that have been living and sleeping there most of the time as of april 1st 2020 if you haven't filled out your form yet or you have misplaced it don't worry you can go to my 2020 census.gov that's my 2020 census.gov or you can call 844-330-2020 remember everyone counts Welcome back to Life with Hula, the podcast. And um, now it's Friday. You know how it, how it is on Fridays. Fridays, I want you to kind of go into the weekend just happy and just, you know, having a good time. And so on Friday, I play a clip from a comedian. And this particular comedian, you may not know him. Um, he's not like a big time, big time. I wish he was because he's great. I think he's hilarious. His name's Eric Schwartz. Um, I met him during my career in radio and 
do you remember the song lean like a cholo remember that song you lean like a cholo side to side elbows up well he did like a parody song to it he did lean lean like a gringo um and he's great eric is amazing um he's hilarious and so i figured you know why not play a little clip from the comedian eric schwartz all right so enjoy your friday funny your friday funny i totally forgot that he did smoothie like that's his rap name like smoothie (laughs) like the drink 
Oh, Eric, you're hilarious. And that was your Friday funny. Now it's time for your moment of pure happiness. This is a moment where I love sharing um, stories um, of just, you know, joy and happiness. And this one is really cool. It's sisters were separated um, by orphanages and foster homes are reunited after 46 years. That's a long time. This happened in Virginia Beats, Virginia. Um, it looks like a family that had eight children were split apart and sent to orphanages and foster homes a long time ago. Um, Tiana Medley is basically a woman who is a master of finding people. She um, found out that her mother, Evelyn Howell, has eight siblings. They were all sent to orphanage and foster homes, and Medley found all of them. Tiana found every single one. Basically, um, Tiana said to get the phone call one day and to find out that my mom has siblings, it's like, oh my gosh. Um, so she started crying about it. It's amazing. Um, Tiana is emotionally emotional about the story and her accomplishments. She found her mother's family after a $59 purchase of a DNA kit on Ancestry.com. That's getting a lot of people together, which I think is amazing. I think I might have to do that. Not that I have any lost siblings or anything. I just think it's amazing that that can happen. She found her mother's um, mother, Felicita Verdijo, who, who passed away last year. Verdijo had her children sent to foster homes and orphanages because she wasn't able to be home with them at night. Um, Tiana's own mother, Evelyn, had never seen a picture of her mom. And during uh, Tiana's search, discovered something stunning, uh, that Evelyn is the only one is the only one of quintuplets who survived. The other four had passed away at birth. Wow, that's so crazy. Um, Tiana found six of seven siblings and is still looking for another. Okay, there's a picture of many family members at Verdejo's bedside shortly before she passed away. None of them knew about Howell at the time or Evelyn at the time. So here's the thing. Um, so basically, Evelyn got an opportunity to meet up with um, one of her sisters, Yvonne Turpin. And here is how the reunion sounded. Hello, darling. <laughs> how you doing? It's just so surreal, like, you know, so long not seeing and always wanting to find out, is she still alive? Where is she? Did she get married? Did she have children? You know, what is her life turned into? Oh, man, I love those reunions. Every time I see them, it's like it gets me all the time. It gets me right there. You know what I'm talking about? It gets a little quiver lip, teary-eyed. Um, but here's the situation. When they reunited, um, then that what happened was quarantine. So we all went into quarantine. So here is um, Yvonne – or no, Evelyn's sister – yeah, Yvonne, um, you know, sharing how she felt when they got to reunite. It really took my breath away. I couldn't think of what to do, how to act. Isn't that awesome? Sisters reunited. Such a great story. Um, and she got to see a picture of her and her sister together, too. It's just amazing. Um, of course, with COVID, it's hard now because they just now, you know, FaceTime and all that stuff or, you know, Zoom. But uh, hopefully soon they will have more reunions and families um, reuniting. So that is your moment of pure happiness.
And that's Friday's show. Thank you so much for tuning in to Life with Hula, the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you are a new listener and you are um, listening some from some sort of podcast platform, do me a favor and hit subscribe. And if you want to find me on social media, you can do so by searching Hula, H-U-L-A-S-D, as in San Diego, um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and all those other uh, platforms that I'm on. Um, again, Hula SD. Um, other than that, I want you to have an amazing day, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Bye.